0: Just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, 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 hello. How is everyone? I hope everybody's having a great week. I've had an okay week, but you know what? I'm here. I can't wait to talk to you guys today. I'm recording this a little late. What happened this week? Uh, As you know, Ryan was arrested last week, there was a PFA filed. Uh, the PFA hearing was continued until May, with the temporary PFAs being extended until then. We did find out from Taylor's PFA application that Ryan threatened to shoot him, which is fucking insane. Like that—that's straight up crazy to threaten to shoot someone. I, I just, ugh, it's upsetting. Um, also, what happened to me? Personally, this week is that Ashley, girlfriend of Nate from Teen Mom 2, sent me a DM. (laughs) An unsolicited DM. (laughs) I commented on a thread about Nate and called him a bad dad and said that, you know, he was facing domestic violence charges. Ashley was not tagged in this thread. I did not send this to Ashley directly. And she saw the comment and sent me an unsolicited DM which said uh, all of Nate's charges have been dropped which is apparently true which is upsetting I'm not pleased about it I'm really not pleased about it I want Nate to face consequences um and we had a little conversation <laughs> in which I really tried to encourage her to leave Nate and that remind her that he has a drinking problem and You know, she really wasn't interested in it, but she also didn't block me afterwards, so I'm not quite sure. If you want to read all of those instead of me reading them back and forth, come on over to our Facebook group, EmotionallyBrokenPsychos.com. In the questions to join just write, you heard about it from Feathers in My Hair. But yeah, Ashley is a nut job. She's a, a complete nut job. I am genuinely worried for her safety. Oh, by the way, like I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure she did not know that I was somebody that had a team mom podcast when she messaged me. Like I'm sure of it. So yeah, this week I'm gonna talk about young and pregnant again. This coming week is the team mom OG finale, so I'm gonna have a guest on, and we're gonna talk a little bit about team mom OG before doing team mom young and pregnant. I, guys, I'm just so fucking bored. I'm so bored. Like, what happened this week? Um, a social worker told Taylor and Macy that older children that get adopted are damaged. Which is, well, maybe she's not a social worker, but a caseworker. That's, like, not great. That's not great language to use on national TV. Children are damaged. They experience trauma. Damaged, they're not, well, not great. Also, I have a lot of concerns about Macy and Taylor adopting out of birth order. I remember Rosie O'Donnell talking a lot about that, and she was concerned about Brad and Angelina adopting out of birth order. The year Rosie O'Donnell was on The View initially, it was my freshman year of college. It was like the first time in my life I could really watch daytime TV. And I watched The View every single day, including the Rosie and Elizabeth fight live. I was living for it. I fucking loved The View that year. And that was the year that Brad and Angelina, I believe, had adopted, who did they, I think they adopted Zahara that year. And she's a year older than Shiloh. And I remember Rosie being very concerned about uh, birth order adoption. Wow, you guys are riveted. <laughs> I know everybody's concerned with Rosie O'Donnell's thoughts and feelings on adoption. I miss Rosie, where's she been lately? Didn't she go back on The View? I don't watch morning television anymore. But I would, I would love to quit my job and just watch more daytime TV. I wish I was in the cards for me. To just really be a daytime TV head and like every day watch all three hours of the Today Show well, no, is Megyn Kelly still on it? I guess I'd have to change to Good Morning America during that time. I'm a Today Show person, by the way. I, I prefer the Today Show over Good Morning America. Then I could watch The View. I could also watch some live with Kelly. Although, ugh, Ryan Seacrest isn't great, is he? Why don't they just give it to Jerry O'Connell? Anyway, I'm so off topic. Because I'm not covering Team Mamo I thought I'd do something a little fun. Well, It's not that I'm not covering it. It's that I am not going to do a scene by scene recap. Look, I know that annoys some people and I'm sorry for it. But I just I okay, I enjoyed watching the scenes of Cousin Crystal, like cursing out her baby's father (laughs) in front of her children. But it's just not recap worthy for me, you know, and I know people are asking like, are we getting scenes of Cousin Crystal because she's going to replace Farrah? But that's not it. It's just that they have nothing to show. Kate's in treatment, Farrah's not on the show, and Amber's not doing shit. Amber is so fucking boring this season. She's just puking in her bed. Which, by the way, like, they did not need to show us that scene. I was not okay with that. I did not need to see it. I'm not interested in it. I no, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But I did... Like, the scene of Cousin Crystal, like, flipping out. I also let out a hearty laugh at Amber pretending like she has any idea on how to co-parent. On what planet is Amber a co-parent? Amber's, like, an aunt that gets to see her niece every once in a while. Amber doesn't co-parent. I don't know how Cousin Crystal can sit there with a straight fucking face. Cousin Crystal, who's raising three kids as a single mother, and can sit there with a straight fucking face and listen to Amber talk about co-parenting. I mean I'm assuming Amber or Cousin Crystal's getting a um calling her Cousin Crystal like she's Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch or she's like on Downton Abbey Cousin Matthew Cousin what's the mom what's Matthew's mom's name on Cousin Isabel yeah it's like that um (laughs) but I assume Cousin Crystal's getting a paycheck to be on MTV which is why she's sitting there and listening to Amber talk shit with a straight face but Yeah, so this week, Macy and Taylor want to adopt a kid. Mackenzie's pregnant. God help us all. Ryan, she tells the producer. Oh, by the way, the producer jumping up and down and pretending like she was excited was everything that's wrong with reality TV producers. Don't like what? There's no way that she thinks this is a good idea because she has eyes and ears like the rest of us. (laughs) And they all see how fucking high Ryan is. And even if, even if Ryan's not high, like, that boy ain't right. You know? He's just not right. And Mackenzie telling the producer that Ryan is, like, beyond excited and what did she say? He couldn't contain himself. That was another hearty laugh for me. Like, I think Ryan could contain himself. He also said to Mackenzie, call me when the baby's three, and she looked like somebody had punched her in the face. I think she even said that's a nasty thing to say. Ooh, poor Mackenzie, that poor girl. Look, I know that nobody has empathy for Mackenzie but me, but I do. And so for this episode, I asked people to send in voice notes, and Riley sent me in a voice note, and it's basically specifically about Mackenzie, so I'm going to play it right now.
1: Hey Liz, it's Riley from the Facebook group. Um, I wanted to send you a voice note with my thoughts about OG first. I think – you know, I feel really bad for Mackenzie and I'm like the only person in the group besides you I think who has sympathy for her at all or any empathy for her. I don't understand how people are so harsh just because she said that one mean thing about Macy with the freaking letter that she read on Dr. Drew – Okay, we get it. Like, that sucked. Yes. But she's young. I think people forget because she looks a hard 35 that she's really only 21, 20 years old. She's young. And Ryan is a lot older than her. He is a manipulator. He's a drug addict. There's no reason why she would ever not easily be manipulated by him. She loves him. It's... Very easy to understand, in my opinion. And because of all that manipulation, why wouldn't she not like Macy? Normal people don't even like their new significant others, ex-girlfriends, even if there's no children involved. So it makes sense to me. Um, What else? I really feel like she... I just really feel bad for her. And now she's pregnant and she's going to have this baby and... I feel like, yeah, that was a stupid decision to try and get pregnant, or stop taking birth control anyway, to try and not try, Um, right after he gets home from rehab, and it's like, obviously he's not clean, I mean, I guess it's not obvious to her, because he's telling her he is, and she believes that he is too, but so soon after um it just seems super irresponsible but again she's young she already had a kid what's that she did it almost by herself i feel like right so why couldn't she do it alone if she had to this time and now she has mimi jen to help her um if she needs it and i'm where are her parents I'm, are her parents involved so they could help her too i'm sure she feels like she has a lot of support and in her dream world ryan is clean so why wouldn't it be Okay to have a baby. So I don't know. I just feel so bad for her. She's so dumb and young. And um, I just really want her to not be with him. And I want him to be alone. And I want him to figure it out and get help and really get clean for Bentley and for this new baby and maybe for Mackenzie, but especially for his kids and for for, uh, Mimi Jen and uh, for himself. Anyway, that's my thoughts about McKenzie. Okay, bye.
0: Thank you, Riley. Riley's an old internet friend of mine. Shout out Live Journal. <laughs> but I agree. McKenzie is 21, maybe 22 years old, and Ryan is 30. He's a drug addict. He has money. She has none. He is. Look, Ryan picked McKenzie for a reason. Is. Am I like. I hope people understand, like, I don't like Mackenzie. I understand why people find her a villain. I understand, like, why what she's doing in this situation is wrong. I think her having a kid is so fucking insane. I cannot even wrap my head around it. I, it's it's so stupid. But the reality is, is that I have empathy for Mackenzie. I, from feathers it might look. You are never going to get on Feathers in My Hair a show where I just straight up bash people the whole time and don't come at it from a place of empathy. Even like Farrah, who I fucking hate, like I'm going to look at that from a place of empathy because that to me is interesting. I don't personally like to read or listen or watch stuff that is just straight bashing. To me, that's not entertaining. It's not funny. It's not interesting. I just I don't like it. It's not how I look at the characters. And a lot of the takes I've seen on Mackenzie have been so cruel that I can't... If You would think Mackenzie is shooting Ryan up herself. It's just... It's just not right. Ryan picked a person like Mackenzie for a reason. You know? He picked a person like Mackenzie so he could manipulate her and get her to do what she wanted. And... I'm sure he loves that Mackenzie's the villain in this and that everybody take McKen- makes Mackenzie the bad guy and nobody gives a shit about what Ryan does. Nobody's t- even talking about Ryan. I mean, news came out that Ryan was arrested and everyone was like, serves Mackenzie right, that bitch. News came out about the PFA. All of the comments were, I bet Mackenzie made him text text and threaten Macy. Like, What? People are acting, I've literally seen people call Mackenzie the new Matt, which is so fucking insane. Matt has raped two women, one of them who fucking killed herself after he did it. He stole over $100,000 from Amber. Mackenzie is not this, like, crazy master manipulator. She's just stupid. And you know what, Mackenzie's going to be paying for the consequences of this relationship with Ryan for the rest of her fucking life. Because now she has a child with him. Mackenzie's not coming out of this. She didn't win anything from this. Mackenzie has made her life significantly worse by getting with Ryan. She's not a con man. She's an idiot. And there is a difference. Now I'm not saying she has pure motives. Of course she wanted civility. Of course she wanted money. Of course she probably wanted a little bit of fame. But don't a lot of people want that? You're telling me that anybody that gets with these girls doesn't want a little bit of fame, including little Mr. Taylor McKinney? Come on. You don't go on a reality show and date somebody that's on a reality show if you're not interested in that. Mackenzie has massive, massive, massive flaws. But I just refuse to believe that she is this like crazy, smart con woman who's sunk her teeth into Ryan and has forced him to all of a sudden be a horrible drug addict that treats his baby mother like shit. No, that's just how he is. I think people need to go back and rewatch some of the early seasons when Ryan was just like a fucking asshole to Macy. This is who he is, guys. Ryan's a bad person. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I also asked people on Facebook to write me some comments about how they're feeling about this season of Teen Mom OG and Young and Pregnant, but I'm going to read the OG ones first. So this is from, oh God, I should ask people how to pronounce their names. Nassim, N-A-S-S-I-M is how she spells her name. Also, if you have like a fake Facebook name, I'm sorry if I'm exposing you by reading it out. Although I'm pretty sure Nassim's real name is Nassim. I think that's how you say it. Okay, so she is unsure how they're going to show the full Ryan story play out without it being too hard to watch. I agree. I'm not really sure how they're going to do it. But I think it's going to be a lot of Ryan's story as told through Macy, Jen, and Larry, and Mackenzie. I have a feeling Ryan is going to be pulling a Adam and refusing to film a lot this upcoming season. She says... Kate and Tyler's storyline this season has been really upsetting. Honestly, I watch a show for messy fun, not tragedy. And I guess Kate and Ty have always been kind of tragic. But it's sort of painful to see at this point. Um, for me, it's not that it's painful to see. Although, I do understand what you're saying. I think it's just boring. I think there is a level of sadness, which... (laughs) This is terrible. I think there's a level of sadness which is boring to watch on television. Um... For Tyler and Caitlin, I think they're in that because it's just, they're not doing enough with their lives and they don't have enough like drama that's making it interesting to see come together. I don't, because Janelle is like fucking tragic, but it's interesting to watch because she's like screaming and going crazy. Amber is definitely in the same way, not now because she's being calm, but like past Amber I think there's something about Kate and Tyler's mix of tragedy with boringness that makes it especially hard to watch because you're just focusing on how sad it is. She says, Amber has become really frustrating to me and I find myself, dare I say it, missing the math days because at least she wasn't pregnant and about to bring another child into her dumpster fire of a life. Although I enjoyed being Gary, I don't understand people who are dying to have Gary and Christina replace Amber on her segments. They're boring. And that's good for Leah and their other kids, but not great TV. Good for them. They have a picnic life, but I don't have an interest in watching Gary mow the lawn for a full season. I completely, oh God, I completely agree with this. First of all, Christina, beautiful stepmother, beautiful mother. I think she's great. I cannot stand watching her. That constant look of she's going to just like burst into tears at all times is very, very hard for me to watch on TV. I'm sorry. It just is. I really miss Matt. (laughs) Does that make me a bad person? Absolutely. But their fights were so good. He was such a good villain. And I think it's because I didn't have empathy for him. At all, so I could just watch him in full villain mode. Like Mackenzie, for me, isn't really fulfilling a villain mode place because I have empathy for her and her situation. But Matt was just a monster, and you could just lull about Matt and be like, "You're a monster." Also, Amber being pregnant is just so fucking boring. It's so boring. I completely, completely agree that I miss Amber, or I miss Matt. I miss Matt and Amber together. <laughs> And her last thought is, I kind of miss having Farrah on the show just because the other three are just not as insane as she is. Not even Amber. I miss Farrah too because she's just part of the show and I don't love change. By the way, I forgot to expand more on Gary and Christina. Yeah, they're fucking boring. They are, and that's okay. It's actually quite good for them. I also think that we like Gary now because we see so much less of him. And I think if Gary starts getting more screen time, we're going to see him not treating Christina very well and realizing that he doesn't do that much with, like, parenting Leah. And Christina has the complete burden of raising their kids and doing everything in their house. And Gary kind of, like, putzes around. It's just my thoughts and feelings. Okay, so, Bailey Kaplan says, I think I'm in the minority, but I don't mind the side character filler. I think knowing more about Amber does help us understand Tyler better. Oh, Amber (laughs) Baltira. I think knowing more about Amber does help us understand Tyler better, and it beats the same Tyler scenes we've been getting for years. It's the same with Amber and Crystal. Amber is just going to sit on the couch, so we may as well see what a mess Crystal is until the baby is born. I completely agree as far as watching the show but not as far as recapping it, which I understand is something unique to me. But, yeah, I mean, I like seeing Ball Baltier being a mess. And as I said, like, I enjoyed watching Crystal, like, scream in her car as her kids were like, ah! although, like, who else had a little PTSD flashback from that? By the way, nothing sets off my PS- PTSD... Did I say PSTD earlier? But nothing really sets off my PTSD flashback moments. Like fucking watching people fight in the car and the kids in the backseat. Because my parents... The car was like one of their favorite places to fight. And... (laughs) God, so dark. And because I don't experience it in any way, shape, or form in my regular life. When I see it on TV, I'm like super, super, super cringy. Okay, this is from Summer... Abdallah, Amber, Tyler's sister, is an asshole. She does more harm than good going on that trip. I have no doubt in my mind that she would use with Butch and he's keeping his mouth shut and not saying anything. Completely agree. I mean, Amber Baltira acting like she didn't get high with Butch, it was kind of, like, mind-blowing to me. And I thought she was being way too dramatic when when they went and visited Butch and she, like, ran up to him and, like, jumped into his arms. Like, I think... Amber's, like, a cool 28 years old. Like, take a deep breath. Butch has been in and out of prison her entire life. She's not, like, Little Miss Daddy's girl who sees her dad every single day and they talk every single day. Like, you're okay. Like, you don't need to run and jump into his arms. (laughs) Uh, um, There are a lot of comments about Andrew and just how weird he is. And I hardcore agree. Hardcore agree. Andrew is very bizarre. Andrew is an Amber's boyfriend. He comes off not right. I can totally see him stalking girls. There's a re I can understand why he has two restraining orders against him. Hmm. Mm. It's very weird. Okay, Megan Rooney says On OG, I do want more on Tyler's sister and dad. It's so dark. Why aren't they addressing their her addictions? Um, I think they are addressing her addictions, but they just, there's, like, not much they can do if Amber, I think Tyler even said it, like, if you don't want to get help, you don't want to get help. She also says, don't miss Farrah one minute. I can do without Amber right now, too. Not at all interested in a Macy adoption storyline. I agree. Because I think the Macy adoption storyline is fake. I don't think they're really going to adopt a kid. And if they will, it's not going to be played out on TV. Um, I think we're all just bored of OG, and to be honest, I'm not even excited for Team Mom 2 to come back, which is rare because I love Team Mom 2. And I think it's because I just love Young and Pregnant. <laughs> um. Okay, Meg Allen says, I preferred watching Cousin Crystal for the same reason I like Young and Pregnant, in that you get to see what it's like for a broke single mom. Amber is a waste of screen time now that Matt is gone, and they aren't even showing her while out on Gary over the phone. Fair is a human disaster, but at least she's good TV. Tyler went on my last nerve, but I felt for him this season because my family's a lot like Butch and Amber, and it sucks being the one expected to hold hold it all together. Macy is Macy. Emoji shrug. I definitely agree with you about why watching Cousin Crystal and Amber Baltier are interesting, because they're, like, young and pregnant. 100%. Troy and I talked about this last week. It's poverty porn. It is. It's more... Okay. Here's the reason. You either want to watch people struggle or you want it to be aspirational. Right? So you either want to watch them struggling like on Teen Mom Young and Pregnant or you want to be watching The Real Housewives of New York and watching them go on like crazy luxurious trips to a $10,000 a night house. But where Teen Mom is now... They're not struggling, but they're also not aspirational in any way, shape, or form. And that's not very entertaining to watch. And that's where this show is falling. And where they are struggling, their personal lives are getting a lot more guarded with showing us what's going on. I would say a show that has really accomplished having them not be struggling, but still not aspirational, is Vanderpump Rules. And the reason is because they have so much interpersonal drama with an entire group That T-Mom just doesn't have because of the way the show's set up. By the way, I'm still pissed about T-Mom New Jersey. How dare they tease that and then pull it and not even let us see a fucking episode. I would have loved if T-Mom New Jersey was like the Real Housewives and they all interacted with one another. That's what I want. Bring that to me, MTV. Bring it to me, please. Uh, Nikki, my girl Nikki, Nikki Pearson Really hates Andrew's hair. She says, can we please talk about Andrew's hair? Does it make anyone else uncomfortable? Like, he's giving me televangelist realness. (laughs) She also does not like his large trench coat. (laughs) And I agree. Erin Israel, who, by the way, just revealed herself as a fellow BBG... In case you guys don't know, in high school, I was very active in a youth group called BBYO, which stands for the B'nai Birth Youth Organization. It was a Jewish teen youth group. Shout out to any other BBYOers who listened to this. BBG was B'nai Birth Girls, and it was the girl section. And all these years later, it's still very close to my heart. Uh, so Aaron Israel says, personally, I have been wanting more side character stories from OG and T Mom too. I think that puts me in the minority, but I just feel like at this point we understand the main relationships and the girls' reactions to situations in ways that are predictable and boring. However, it's so insane to me that we have watched these girls for ten years and are still speaking for myself here finding out they have siblings and other significant ongoing relationships with people with major mental illnesses and addictions, and these crazy storylines that explain so much about the main characters and how they respond to things, and they've been behaving for the past however many seasons. I think that's definitely, definitely, definitely true. That there are all these people in these moms' lives that we just don't know about. And it is interesting to see them. I agree. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I can't just keep repeating that I like to watch the side characters, but I don't like recapping them because <laughs> I've already said it like 16 different times on this episode. Okay, uh, Lauren Eaker says, You know, Team Amoji has gotten boring when you actually miss that grease ball, Matt. Yeah, agreed. C- Casey Birch says, Oh boy, okay. Macy and T-Money are becoming low-key child hoarders and getting an insanely good edit. I think there's true dysfunction there. Oh, I agree. Macy is getting a good edit this season. Now, I think Macy's a good mom. I think she's a fine person. I don't think there are major, major, major issues, but I think they're definitely getting a good edit. And I will never forget her saying last season that they both drink too much and then they start fighting. (laughs) On Mac and Ryan, I identify with Mac's doubling down and prefer her to Macy. Not just for drama. Like, I would generally hang out with her for cattiness and laws over Macy. (laughs) I'm not sure if I prefer her to Macy, but I do get what you're saying. And it's the doubling down that's... I like that you identify with that. I can understand that. Leah is going to be the saddest when she grows up. Even more so than Sophia. Gary is horrible. Amber is Amber. And she is doomed. Um... I'm not so sure about that because I do think that Christina is a very good force in her life. But I, I mean, Gary's not great. I agree with you there. Amber is better off meds than on drugs. I hope she means better watching her. <laughs> watching Farah made me uncomfortable because I feel like she's a prime candidate for conservatorship and can't consent to contracts. Interesting. Very Interesting. Okay, I think that's all of the OG thoughts and yeah, I am going to move on from OG and I'm going to go into Young and Pregnant because I fucking love Young and Pregnant. Before I do full recap though, I do want to read a couple comments that people left about Young and Pregnant because there are some interesting things. I'm going to do that after a five second break. Okay, so Trina Villa comes swinging with a hot take, which is, I will take this opportunity to say I'm Team Shen in this whole Ashley Shen bar debacle. Ashley is straight up crazy rude, bar is an asshole, and Shen just wants to see her grandbaby. I haven't seen her do anything outrageous unless provoked. Like, Ashley just hates her because she wants her baby to have her middle name? Big fucking deal. I let my baby have her paternal grandmother's middle name, and although she's not my favorite person, I definitely don't keep them apart. So, I have some thoughts on this. I don't think Shen is in the right, but I'm not 100% sure Shen is in the complete wrong. I think Shen is a lunatic, as we see, but I do think Ashley gets off on provoking her. I don't really, I don't totally trust Ashley. I think Shen is so fucking outrageous and aggressive and just like so level 11 at all times that she comes off so poorly but I'm not so sure she's always lying. She's always provoking. I think that if she was a calmer person, people would be able to see that Ashley is a lot crazier, you know? And I think Ashley is really winning in this situation because of how poorly Shen comes off. I don't think that, I don't think Shen is in the right. And Shen has posted a lot of shit about Ashley online. That's inappropriate. By the way, they had court this week because Ashley had filed for a restraining order against Shen and it was dismissed and there was no restraining order granted because according to Shen, her and her mom didn't have shit to say about Shen in court. <laughs> um I just yeah, I just I don't think that I don't think Shen's in the right in any way, but I'm just not hundred percent sure Shen's in the wrong. Also, Barr's brother Troy, Shen's oldest son, was convicted of murder this week. And apparently she posted a picture of one of the jurors on face or like on her Instagram while the jury was still deliberating, which is illegal, but I guess it didn't matter because he was convicted. Um, you know, I guess free Troy. Bailey Kaplan says, My theory is that Lexi named her baby after Kyler and is also, is embarrassed now, hence her silence on the name. Uh, Lexi's the only one that hasn't told us what the baby's name is. I tweeted at her and asked, and she told me that I needed to wait and see. Which, like, hun, you you're not that important, but I guess we're going to keep tuning in. Um, I disagree that she's embarrassed about naming the baby after Kyler, because her and Kyler are still very much together or hanging out or doing whatever. Whatever the kids do these days uh, because he's all over her social media. Okay, Nikki Pearson. She says, okay, so first Kayla is triggering for me because she's a clone of my adult nephew's baby mom. She's a white girl that thinks relating to black people means speaking ignorantly or with way too much slang and it's fucking insulting because no one in my family talks like that. I also want to say to Kayla, I'm pretty sure Stefan is into white chicks, so no need to put on that black scent, sweetie. And I would also like to say that Stefan looks like a Somali pirate from the Captain Phillips movie. That is all. <laughs> Nikki, because he does. <laughs> because he does. Ugh. Ugh. Awful. Okay, Bridget I think you pronounced that Sivan because I think it's Irish. Team Well, first of all, she wrote TMYP, which thank you to everybody that followed my lead of TMYP. TMYP is giving me life. It's weird in watching it at such a different age and 16 and pregnant because it's easier to identify with the parents, haha, and to think how I would handle it. Like the Brianna Dinay situation. I think both of their parents are handling it well and calmly, but oh my god. If some guy was going to play daddy to my daughter's baby at such, such a young age and be causing all sorts of dysfunction, I don't know how I'd handle that crazy. Like, you're not even the baby's dad and I'd have to put up with your ass? Yeah. I feel the same. I think I've talked about this, that I definitely, definitely relate more to the grandparents now. And that's definitely a change of pace for me. Uh, Joni Lefkowitz says, It's too bad the franchise's first trans character is such a fucking asshole. Yeah, I think that about sums up Danae. He's an asshole. Watching, I'll get into it when I recap it. Uh, Casey Lesnack, I don't know how to pronounce that. By the way, I don't know if I've discussed this, but I have a learning disability. <laughs> like I, I'm i laughing about it, but that's why I have such a problem. Um, I... First of all her name's Cassidy and I think I just called her Casey. I have a real big problem with looking at words and understanding how they're pronounced. Um sound my brain doesn't really understand how to sound things out and like it it's kind of hard to explain but that's why when I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what that word actually is in real life." It's because my brain doesn't translate well. Like, have I talked about this? I went to special schools as a kid for people with um Learning disabilities, like, I I have learning disabilities, which is why I struggle with that. I don't know if I've ever, like, openly said I have learning disabilities, but I do. Okay, so Cassidy says, In the baby shower scene, Kayla's family didn't make a big deal or cause any drama with Stefan. You could just tell Kayla was stressed. It was his aunt that pulled him outside to tell him how immature he was being. She's my new favorite character. I couldn't believe they let that boy cry to her in the bathroom stall. That made me cringe. Uh, yeah. Yeah agreed and I'm gonna definitely get into that in the recap. Uh, she also says also I gave young and pregnant a chance after listening to feathers my hair and loved it but we just found out my husband's sister I've known since she was 10 is 19 is now pregnant has slightly ruined the show for me after watching this week I kept remembering she was their age. Oh yeah I would I would imagine I would definitely imagine. okay Taylor I'm not even gonna print it Evashenko says i'm curious to know your thoughts on bar possibly being a blood if it were true do you think it's going to come up eventually they can put stickers on their gang size all they want but the internet has already come to the conclusion any predictions i'm wondering if at some point shit's going to go down i already blame shen and mtv is going to have to make a statement can you make a statement about gangs i don't know protocol am i making a big deal about this I have the exact same questions. I think I've talked about this openly. I think Troy and I talked about it last week. I am definitely concerned about the gang aspect. I'm wondering, though, if he's maybe just, like, gang-affiliated and not actually in a gang. Um, but, yeah, if something happens, they're going to have to talk about it on MTV, right? But for safety, would they not? I don't know. I don't really know a lot about gangs, but I'm thinking the same thing. Okay, so Bree Garcia left a very long comment, which I liked reading and I appreciated, but I'm just going to talk about briefly because it's too long for me to read um, on air because of my learning disability and also I don't think it's very interesting to listen to people read a long, long, long thing. It makes me zone out when I'm listening, so I'm going to try and spare you guys that. Uh, she says, Danae's an abusive asshole, so is Stefan. Be- basically, all of these dudes are, and it's actually somewhat shocking that they so easily let such abusive language draw off their tongues. Fuck you, shut the fuck up, just wow. These girls are young and dumb, so they get a bit of a pass, but they need to wise up and build some backbones quickly, because their behavior- because the behavior of these dickheads is unacceptable. I completely agreed. She says Shenandoah is a selfish asshole. You do not insist that you get to be the hospital when your grandchild is born. The mother of the baby is a patient of the hospital and has patient rights. I've never been so relieved to hear that someone has medical issues that are preventing them from traveling. Also, the baby's name is not Holly Marie. Stop being an asshole. On a brighter note, Pastor T is so awesome. I really like Pastor T. I think Pastor T is really trying uh, her hardest. She says, Lexi, if she's doing the thinking for the two of them, since Kyler has no thoughts on baby logistics, y'all are fucked. (laughs) Uh, Agreed. Definitely, 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 definitely agreed. (laughs) So, yeah, that was fun. Look, guys, sorry if you didn't love that segment of me reading and answering comments, but sometimes it's nice just to be able to read comments and answer them. It's fun for me. You know, It can be hard doing a podcast all by myself. I think I am going to have a special guest on next week because I'm obsessed with hearing people's thoughts about Team Young, Team Mom Young and Pregnant. Anyway, let's get into the recap. Who shall I start with? I think I want to start with Kayla. I think that's where I want to start this week. Let me find her in my notes. Kayla, baby girl, where are you? Okay. So, it's Kayla's birthday party and her birthday party. Wowzers! It's Kayla's baby shower. And Stefan was supposed to be there. By the way, his name is Stefan, but I've been calling him Stefan. Um, halfway through my notes, I was like, I really need to write this like Stefan because that's his name and it's not Stefan. I don't know if anybody's actually named Stefan except for Steve Urkel's hot alter ego. But I need to get used to calling him Stefan. <laughs> okay, so Stefan was supposed to be there at 9 a.m. The baby shower starts at 11. And, of course, he does not show up on time. Kayla calls him to be like, where are you? And he... Somebody just honked really loudly and unnecessary outside of my apartment. Like, don't you know I'm recording feathers in my hair in studio? <laughs> um. So, yeah. Kayla calls Stefan... And he basically curses her out. He's like, you have two hours, so shut the fuck up. Oh, that hurts. I am a person that doesn't have drama in my life. I don't have people that I argue with in my life. Like, my roommate and I had a disagreement about going to Olive Garden this week. And I was gutted and almost cried at work because all I wanted was Olive Garden. We ended up going there. But that was, like, the biggest drama I've had in weeks. (laughs) weeks months years I don't I don't have drama in my life so listening to someone be told to shut the fuck up oh it hurt my heart uh, Kayla's mom I feel for she tries so hard to be supportive of Kayla and Kayla's hard she's interesting to me because Kayla is self-aware I mean, not totally, but she's more self-aware than someone like, say, Lexi, who's just an idiot. She's definitely self-aware enough to know that uh, Stefan does not treat her well and that she deserves to be treated better and that her mom is not wrong, but she does not have enough self-esteem to stop it, which I deeply, deeply, deeply relate to. I'm definitely one of those people that I can be in a situation that I know is totally... Inaccurate, Not inaccurate, but wrong for me. I can tell you all the reasons that it's wrong for me, but I will not change it because of self-esteem issues or whatever. Luckily, not so much like that anymore, but as a teenager and into my early 20s, yeah. That was me really bad, especially when it came to guys. I would let them treat me like shit, and I knew they were treating me like shit, and I knew for what reasons they were treating me like shit, but I just... Couldn't do anything to make myself change it. Which is sad. And I'm glad that I'm not that way anymore. But I relate to that with Kayla and I would think a lot of viewers relate to that too. Um, her baby shower is being held like at a really modest place, a lion's club. I don't know what that is. But it looks a lot like the place that Ashley had hers actually. Cute. But, you know, it was... It was nice. Her mom obviously tried really hard to, like, throw her a nice baby shower. I think her mom is very supportive and trying the best she can to just, like, guide her daughter away. But she's kind of has her hands tied. Because Kayla's going to do what Kayla wants to do. So Kayla's friends are like, oh, the baby shower starts. And Kayla's friends are like, oh, Stefan isn't here yet? (laughs) Like, Kayla's friends know Stefan is trash. They know he's trash and it's kind of funny when Kale like sigh and be like Stefan's not here yet and her friends are like yeah bitch we know (laughs) we're aware oh poor Kayla um Stefan's aunt shows up and I'm assuming his cut well first (laughs) I think it was his aunt and then maybe his sister-in-law. I was a little confused because the Chiron, the thing across the screen, said sister-in-law. But Kayla's mom said this is Stefan's aunt. And it was the first time they were meeting, at least it was the first time Kayla's mom was meeting her. And Kayla greets her and is like, hi, like, it's so nice to meet you. And she's like, well, you know, Stefan should be soon. And her aunt was like, no, we don't care. We don't care if he comes. We're here for the baby. And I was like, ugh, oh, yes. Because my favorite thing on Teen Mom is when the shitbag baby dad's family steps up and talks over them and is like, we don't care about the way you behave. We're here for this child and we support the mother. <laughs> I loved it when Joe's parents would do it on Teen Mom too. Um, I can't think of any other, like, direct examples right now. But I really, it's always my favorite when the baby dad's family, like isn't here to play with their deadbeatness. Um, I thought it was really nice that they came and I thought it was really nice that they straight up said, Kayla, like, oh, we don't care if he's here or not. Like, it's not about him. We're here for the baby. I think that was nice for Kayla to hear. I think it was important. And she went back and told her friends and she was like, they said that, like, they don't even care if he shows up because they're here for the baby. I think it was a good reminder for Kayla To hear that from people that she doesn't really know. Because I think when you're in that situation, it can be really easy to just, you know, if the same people over and over again are telling you that something is wrong, you just kind of start to block it out. But when someone who theoretically should not be on the, the guy's side steps up and tells you, yeah, he's a shithead, it's definitely a whoa moment you know it's like a wake-up moment to realize like oh his own family thinks he's shitty i would really like to know more about his family um we find out i'm assuming his dad is dead although it might have been his grandfather I would like to know does he have a mom does he have a dad does he have siblings like what exactly the situation is because it also seems like he was living with them remember in the last episode i was confused about where he lived but Stefan finally shows up, and he goes to say hi to his aunt, and she's like, we're going to have a talk later. Like, she, is, she's not here to play. And Kayla and Stefan take a pic, and at first I thought they were fighting, but then I realized they were play fighting. I don't know. Something's just not right. We had a little scene of, like, games and gifts, and I hate baby showers in real life and on TV, so I zoned out for a second during that. But then, something incredible happens. So, Stefan's aunt... Like, pulls him outside. I just thought this was so powerful because this is obviously someone that he loves and respects. And the fact is, it's almost always, like, the mom, like, the baby mother's mom that is yelling at the baby dad for being a piece of shit. And they don't care because they think, oh, you're just on her side. It doesn't matter. But in this episode, it was, like, somebody that he obviously loved, cared for, he loves and cared for and respects. And she was not here to play. She said something incredible. She said, my motto is be where I my motto is that I I'll be where I said I'm going to be at the time I said I was going to be there and do what I said I was going to do. Oh, that is such a good line to drill into someone that I will be where I said I'll be at the time that I said I was going to do it to do what I said I would do. That's so fucking important because your word means everything. And she knows Stefan's ain't shit. She says to him that child's done nothing. And Stefan's kind of giving her, Stefan's kind of giving her that, you're right, you're right, I understand. Like, I'm not defending myself because I know you're right. And she looks at him and she says Pops would be rolling over in his fucking grave. And I'm guessing Pops is his dad, but Pops could also be his grandfather. I don't know. I feel like it makes a little more sense if it's his grandfather Just because of the way she said it so casually, like, pops. But she also might have said your pops. I rewound it to try and listen. But it was a little muffled because it was, like, an outside conversation. And we weren't getting full subtitles, I noticed. And Stefan is, like, gutted by that. He was like, don't. And she said her immediate response is, yeah, I'm taking it there. She knew she was not going into that lightly. And I I really like that. She was not... You can tell she is not a woman that says your dead paternal figure, grandfather, father, whatever, would be rolling over his grave watching your behavior. Like, that cut. He knew, like, he knew she was not fucking around. I loved that. Ugh, it was so good. We also see that from Danae's mom, who I'm going to get into when I talk about Brianna this episode. I, this was a great episode for baby's dads. Um, although, Danae, what, okay, But it was a really good episode for shithead boyfriend's parents' family to step in and give them a word. So Stefan like stomps away and goes into the men's room and I was like, oh he's going in there to cry. And he was. But it was kind of a weird scene because Kayla goes into the bathroom stall with him, we're looking at their feet and he's like, I'm really struggling right now, he's crying And she's just like, are you okay? (laughs) Like, no, he's obviously not okay. And I just thought it was weird that she didn't ask him, like, so what's wrong? Why are you crying? (laughs) Uh, So, Kayla and Stefan have a little talk. And she's like, you know, you can't speak to me the way that you do. Like, when you get mad, you don't think about what you say. And it hurts her. And he kind of gives her, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last scene of Kayla is on a little, like, handheld camera, and she, oh, it's just so hard because she's so clearly self-aware but missing the mark. And that is very frustrating to me as a viewer because she is like, you know, I shouldn't feel bad because he's in the wrong. Like, he fucked up, but I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? It's so... It's really interesting watching a real life teen girl like work through the emotions of having an emotionally abusive boyfriend. It It's especially like her looking right into the camera, like not talking to another person and there's something less fresh. I mean we would see this with Kel, with Kelsey with Chelsea on Teen Mom 2, but there's something a little less frustrating about it coming from Kayla. <laughs> because Kelsey, why do I keep calling her Kelsey? Chelsea would just be whining to Randy, and it was like, ugh, okay, whatever. But Kayla, ugh, I just want her to stop falling for his shit. I really do. I just want her to not fall for his shit. I liked Kayla's episode. I thought overall this was a great episode of T-M-Y-P. I was a big fan of T-M-Y-P. God, I love this show. Finally, we're having drama and things to watch. By the way, I have no fucking clue when Teen Mom 2 is coming back. They haven't given us a trailer. They haven't given us a release date. Usually we get one by now. I wonder if they're going to try and push Teen Mom uh, Teen Mom Young and Pregnant for a couple weeks before bringing Teen Mom 2 back. That would be nice. Because I don't know how I'm going to cover both of those shows. I don't know how interesting Teen Mom 2 is going to be. I think Teen Mom Young and Pregnant has made me realize I'm really over OG and 2. I'm not sure how interesting Team Mom 2 is going to be. It got boring by the end of last season. That dragged. <sighs> I just... I'm nervous for it to come back. Because it was my favorite franchise... Or my favorite... Not franchise. But my favorite series of the franchise. And it might have gotten knocked out of place. It just might have been knocked out of place. Anyway, I want to talk about Jade next. Who I thought had... A really nice episode with the birth of baby Chloe. I still am of the feeling that not much is happening in Jade's episodes. By the way, I want everybody to know. (laughs) Last week after Troy and I recorded in which I talked about her username on Instagram being like underscore Jade and then 700 underscores. I sent her a tweet and I was like, Jade, dear, I love you, but you got to change your insta name. It's too hard to find. And she was like, no, it's in my bio. You can just like copy it. And I was like, no, Jade, if you want to build a brand, you have to change your insta name. And I want you all to know within two hours underscore 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 Jade underscore, underscore 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 became Jade Klein one underscore. So happy for her. So proud of her. I hope that girl is about to start getting some Instagram ads. I love that, like, I'm not giving life advice. The teen mom fan or like franchise at large. I should be a teen, a life coach for the teen moms, not like a regular life coach for anybody, but just specifically for the women of teen mom. I think I'd be really good at it. I also tweeted her today asking her how old Sean is because I still want to maintain that he's like a smooth 32 and she has yet to respond. Although I have a good feeling that she will respond because as I said, she responds to my tweets. (laughs) By the way, I want you all to know her baby's name is spelled Chloe, but K-L-O-I-E, which is, you know, a lot. It's a lot oh, and Sean's SoundCloud rapper name is Littlefoot. And my dad as my dad loved the band Littlefeet as <laughs> when I was a kid. And so it reminds me of that. Anyway. It's the aftermath of Sean and Jade's fight, and he went to stay at a friend's house, and they Basically, Jade calls him and she wants to see him so that she can have a talk with him. And she's like 40 weeks pregnant and you can tell she just wants to be with him and not be in a fight. So he comes over and says sorry and he gets to come back. And Jade says she's just bored and lonely and upset. And I I had a feeling that her not working was like a big part of this. She just had a lot of time to sit around and be mad at Sean and realize what a loser he is. <laughs> Unfortunately, she does take him back, um... I think they're broken up already in real time. Spoiler alert. By the way, does that... Can you guys let me know if you want to know real time stuff for Young and Pregnant? Or if you don't? I mean, I'm asking if I you can let me know, but I'm not sure, that I'll respect your answer. It's hard... I don't really see Teen Mom, and I'll include Teen, teen Mom Young and Pregnant, as a show that has spoilers. <laughs> like, I... All reality TV, I don't believe in spoilers for reality TV. It, it's not a thing. Like, telling you that Sean and Jade are broken up now, that's, to me, not a spoiler. Because they're broken up. That's real life. You know, this isn't Breaking Bad or Mad Men. Like, you can't spoil what's happening in real life. I know I see some people on Reddit get mad about it sometimes, but it's like, it's a, sh- it's a reality show. I personally don't mind it, but I guess just let me know if you would not want to hear anything about their regular lives up to date. And I will take it into consideration. So Jade has what she hopes to be her last doctor's appointment and her mom, her grandma, and her cousin go with her. And before the doctor comes in, they're just like having a talk and they're talking about, I think it was Sean's niece is what they said, and... Uh, Jade says something like, oh, she's so cute. She looks such like, such like, she looks so much like Sean, which makes me mad sometimes. I didn't really get what she meant by that, but her mom, her mom's response is, that ain't cute. And the whole room goes completely silent. <laughs> like, first of all, she just called a child ugly and insulted Jade's boyfriend, like, all in one hit. Like that was ruthless. I loved that. I laughed so hard when everybody just goes completely silent. (laughs) Jade is like, What the fuck? She says that her mom's rude, and Jade and her mom, Crystal, get into a fight about it. They're not pleased. Jade is like, you always ruin everything. Why do you do this? You make me so mad when you're here. You ruin my day. And that seemed accurate to me. I think that's a lot more accurate than the last two episodes. The relationship that Jade is trying to have with Crystal where she's like begging her to be a mom and knows that. She won't put Chloe in risk and is mad at Sean for ever mentioning anything bad about her. I think this scene in the doctor's office was the accurate relationship of Jade and Crystal. I have a feeling they fight a lot. Crystal's probably very immature. Jade is very mature and independent. And I would guess they've been fighting like this most of Jade's life. Her grandma is not here for it and is like, I'm going to leave if the two of you stop, don't stop arguing. But they, you know, continue to go at it. And the doctor walks in and has a look on his face like, uh-oh, what did I just walk into? And Jade's like, sorry, you just walked into a mess. And really, she should have been like, you just walked into our complete family dysfunction. <laughs> I am interested in Jade's dad, though. I wonder why he's not on the show at all. Because I don't think we've seen him, right? And it's crazy that her parents are still together. That's crazy. It's kind of crazy for two drug addicts to stay together over 21 years. I'd want to say it's inspirational, but I would assume IRL, it's the opposite of inspirational. Would just be my guess. <laughs> Crystal wants to know if it'll be the last visit for the doctor, and Jade's like, "He he's not a psychic. Like he doesn't know." <laughs> oh, poor Jade, poor little Jade. Oh, I here's the thing, Jade is another one. Like I enjoy watching her segments, but I just want there needs to be four moms. Having five is just it's just too many, and we're not getting enough backstory on the other girls. Or on all the girls because we're sacrificing like eight minutes of screen time that could be split evenly among the other people. I think this show could do without Jade and I mean that because I think she's a positive good person. (laughs) And I'm just not sure how much like drama can be sustained. Although I guess if her and Sean start fighting it could get really interesting. But I like her as a person a lot. So Jade goes into labor Which is great and exciting and she gives birth and baby Chloe is here and I'm very, very happy for her. Um, Jade and Sean leave the hospital and Sean is like being super involved. I was legitimately shocked. He's helping Jade move around. He helps her get into the shower. He takes the baby and changes the baby. Like, I mean, really, the bar is so fucking low. I'm like, oh my god, he changed the baby? (laughs) (laughs) the bar is so low and baby chloe is the first of the teen mom young and pregnant girls to the teen mom young and pregnant children to come into this world i'm assuming i wonder if jade was like almost a full month ahead of the other people another loud honk um i think jade was only almost a full month ahead i don't think anybody else i wonder if they'll be delivering in like two episodes from now I have a feeling we're going to get the staggered birth, which I guess is interesting that we're watching it go, you know, because it's not 16 and pregnant and then a teen mom season. Like, we're getting it out of order, basically. Not out of order, but everybody's not on the same timeline. Jade is breastfeeding her daughter, which is a rarity on these shows, but I think Jade being a little older probably makes it a little easier because she doesn't have to, you know, go to high school. And yeah, that was it for Jade this week, which I liked. But I still think that something needs to happen a little more drama-wise in Jade's segments. Okay, so I want to go to Brianna next because you guys know Brianna is far and away my favorite character on TMYP. Her segments are so fucking interesting. I found her mom on Instagram this uh, week. Well, somebody didn't send it to me. Her mom, Jessica, is so normal on Instagram. So normal. By the way, she's 40, or she will be 40 this year, which I was shocked. I thought she was like 32. She looks great for 40. She has beautiful skin. I really thought she was younger. So that was interesting to hear. And apparently it's been very stressful between Danae and Bree and Jessica, Brie's mom. So they decide to take a trip to Chicago to visit his family. And there's a cute little scene of... Brianna, Danae, and Danae's mom, Robin, going to the barber shop. And the barber basically asks Danae, like, well, do you like Wisconsin? Do you want to move back? And Danae likes Milwaukee, but he misses his friends and family in Chicago. And they talk about, like, possibly moving back to Chicago, but you can tell Bree's like, not really into it. She's like, well, you know, like, depends on her finances. It just doesn't seem realistic. I don't think... Bree's ever moving anywhere where her mom is not. At least not in the near future. Bree is very young. I mean, she's 17 on the show, but she just seems very, very young. And not like Lexi young, but she does not seem capable of independent living. And either does Danae, to be honest. Denae is a trip. Oh, a real, real, real trip. So we get this cute scene of Danae's family having a party at their house and everybody's dancing and having fun and they pull Brie off the couch and make her dance. It was cute. Like, you can tell that they really like Brianna and they're really accepting Brianna and they talk about how the reason they're naming the baby Brayson is because B-R is the first letters of Brianna's name and A-E is the last letters of Danae's name. Um... I thought they were... Na- you know what? I swear to God, someone on Reddit predicted this like on the after the first episode. And I was like, wow, you're overthinking it. I'm pretty sure they just took the super popular name Grayson and added a B and made it Brayson. But you know what? I should go find that post and apologize to the OP and let her know a bitch was right. Because that's... I. It's just kind of crazy. Uh, to name... The, I mean, it's, the good thing, though, is that, like, when Danae and Brienne are broken up, which, spoiler, they are. Brienne already is a new boyfriend, uh, according to social media, at least. That when they're broken up, like, nobody's going to know Brayson was named after Danae because it's such a, it it's so, it's not, like, a clear thing. So I guess it's okay. But Brayson's a really bad name. It's really bad. I don't like the name Grayson, and I really don't like the name Brayson. I'm just not into it. So Aunt Raven, uh, Danae's aunt, basically says what everybody in the room is thinking and everybody is thinking at home when she's like, look, I don't really want to get attached to this baby because Danae's not actually the father, and you could take the baby away from us. And Brianna... This is what I mean by she's so young and innocent. When she's like, I could never take the baby away from you. You guys are like my family, no matter what happens between us. Like, you're the baby's family. (sighs) No, girl. No. That, no. That's not how it works. That is the promise of a 17-year-old. That really is the promise of a 17-year-old. Because no 30-plus-year-old well most 30 plus year olds wouldn't make that promise because they understand how breakups work and they understand distance if Danae and Brianna break up and Brianna's living in Milwaukee and Danae and his family are in Chicago that baby is not going to be involved like Aunt Raven is not going to have a place in baby Brayson's life it's just the reality and I, his family knows it and I I hope That they did not trust Brianna there. And that doesn't make Brianna a bad person, by the way. I'm not saying this like, how dare... Like, if she's keeping the baby away from them, like, how dare she? I don't think it's about that. I think that the adults in the room know the reality. Brianna and today are such, like, children playing house. In a way that I don't see from Kayla, for whatever reason... I mean, Lexi and Kyler, yeah, but as I've already said, they're like the biggest dum-dums in the world. Jade, definitely not. And even Ashley and Barr. But there's something very fantasy-like to the way that Brianna and uh, Danae are living. Because it's like, there's such obvious issues that they're pretending do not exist in any way, shape, or form. By the way, someone told me on Reddit that I say in any way, shape, or form a lot. And I never realized it and now I'm hearing myself do it and I say it way too much. And it really means nothing. I need to stop saying it. But I'm not sure how to stop saying it. (laughs) Sorry guys. I apologize. But yeah, Bree's a child and Danae's a child and they want to pretend like there are no issues with the idea of Danae raising a child that's not his. Now, can it happen in real life? Absolutely. I personally know a girl, woman, who broke up with her shitty ex when she got pregnant, got back together with an ex when she was like six months pregnant, and it's like ten years later, and they're still together, and he's absolutely the father of the child. They're raising this baby together. They have a home. They have a life. They love each other. They love the child. That's the only father this child's ever known. It's great, but I think that's out of the norm and I think she would say it's out of the norm and that it just kind of worked because of who they were but I think Brianna and Danae have this idea that Danae is gonna be dad and that there are never gonna be issues and I just don't see that happening and yes Danae and Brianna are broken up now and I would I would bet Danae is not in the picture I would place some a lot of money on it and I don't mean that like because Danae is some deadbeat But because it's not realistic that he, as I think he's 19, as a 19-year-old is going to like stay in Milwaukee to raise a kid that's not his. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. And I think all the adults around them, Jessica, Robin, Aunt Raven, I think they all know that that's life. And that's a fact. And the only ones that don't understand this are Brianna and Denae, and I think that for me, that's very compelling TV. I love to watch delusional teenagers be delusional. I don't know what that says about me, but I do, because there's something so innocent, and I love to watch the non-delusional, real adults react to it. I that's what I really like about Pastor T and Ashley in bar segments. That's what I liked about. Stefan's aunt, that's what I like about Robin and Jessica and Brianna and Danae's segments. Like, I like to watch rational adults speak to teenagers and be like, you guys are idiots. (laughs) I do. I really do. I think we all do. I think that's why we watch these damn shows. Right? So... Brie, the next day Brie and Danae are talking and Brie tells Danae, like, I feel so welcomed in your, into your family. Which, if that party was anything to indicate, I think they're being very welcoming to her. I think Robin is a real sweetheart to her. I thought everybody seemed super nice. And Brie, though, feels like being in Chicago brings up painful memories because that's where Danae cheated. That's where they had their breakups. And I'm here to tell you, girl, that... Geography doesn't matter, and that if you have these painful thoughts and feelings, you're going to have them no matter where you are. Because everywhere you go, there you are, and you can't run away from your problems. It does not work. Brie is worried that going home to her mom is just going to be drama and stressful. And her and I have a talk about, basically, like, Brianna feels, I guess she's really reminded of it because they're in Chicago, but Brianna feels like she's the only one that's like being punished for cheating because everybody knows that she cheated because she, like Danae and her are together and they all know that Danae uh, can't get her pregnant. And she feels like they look at her some type of way, like as a cheater, like poor Danae was cheated on. And she's like, but you cheated on me first. But I'm the one that's walking around with, like, the physical reminder and I'm the only one that's people know cheated. And Danae's like, okay, but, like, you didn't have to get pregnant. Like, yeah, I cheated, but it's not like you had to get pregnant. Like, you could have used birth control. And, I mean, he has a point. Like, he's not, it's not his fault that Brianna went out and got pregnant. <laughs> that's not his fault. But I did think that was interesting that Bri is feeling that way. So we find out that she hasn't spoken to her mom since they've been in Chicago, but I think they've only been there for like two days. And she by the way, how long is the drive between Milwaukee to Chicago that seems like a kind of a long drive to make when you're nine months pregnant? has to be a couple hours, right? I guess not. I don't know anything about being pregnant. Why I shouldn't even be allowed to have this podcast very common on pregnancy things. It's not right. <laughs> Brie Bree calls her mom because she's feeling upset about the talk her and Danae had and just, like, the feelings of being in Chicago. And she misses her mom because she's upset, like a lot of especially teenage girls do. And she calls up her mom and she's like, I just hate that I feel like I have to pick a side. And Jessica's like, what do you mean pick a side? And she's like, between you and Danae. And Jessica's like, who's asking you to pick sides And, ugh, I feel for Jessica because she's, like, in a fight with somebody that she does not, that really has little to no impact on her life, that she does not want to be in a fight with. (laughs) I can't, that must be so frustrating when Brianna calls her and says, well, I don't want to pick a side. And Jessica's like, "I, I don't, you don't need to pick a side. What do I need you to pick a side for? Sides don't matter. I love you. You're my daughter. Poor Jessica. I hate that we didn't see Jessica this episode. I stan Jessica. Jessica is probably the best communicator that we've ever seen on Teen Mom. I love her. I really hope she doesn't go crazy. I would be very upset. Bree is upset and crying a little bit. You know, like one does. And Robin calls out, calls out. Ryan comes out. Oh my god. Robin comes outside To talk to Brianna. And she's really, really nice. Robin is really nice and comforting to her. She's like, I get it. You're nine months pregnant. You want to be in your bed. You want to be with your mom. It's okay. Like, you, it's okay that you feel this way. I totally get it. And she basically says, like, I don't agree that Danae is making you feel like you have to choose between him and your mom. You really should not feel that way. And this is when Danae comes out and is pissed. He's... Pissed that she called her mom. She, He's pissed that his mom is involved. Which is so ridiculous because in the last episode when Danae got mad and angry about Jessica, he called his mom. Because that's what teenagers do. That's what even adults do. They call their moms when they're upset. I know I do it sometimes. Robin, I felt, was perfect in this scene. Maybe not perfect, but did extremely well in this scene. She really did not take the bait that Danae wanted her to. She really did a good job playing ref. Well, I wrote referee down at first, but then I wrote slash protector because Brianna wasn't doing anything. It wasn't, there was no referee needed. It was like, she, she was protecting Brianna from Danae. I think Robin can see that Danae has some serious, serious anger issues. Uh... Denae says to Robin, her mom would never have my back the way you have hers right now. And Robin just says, right is right. She doesn't give a fuck. And this is why Denae is so fucking immature. He feels like because Jessica won't have his back that Robin shouldn't have Brianna's back. And that's, that just shows how immature he is. He's so immature. And Robin's like, look, she's just upset. She's pregnant. She's away from her mom. And Denae screams, I've been away from my mom the whole year. He's such a baby. Like, did I know? We know. Nobody's forcing you to be there. You're the one that's choosing to be there and be part of this. And he says, if you need your mom this bad, I swear to God, Brianna, I want you to remember this. And Robin is not cool with that. She says, well, what does that mean? (laughs) Which I liked. I liked. I like that she was like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean, like, I want you to remember this? She sees that Danae is threatening Brianna, and she's not cool with it. Brianna says that it's becoming a choice. It's either my mom or you. And Danae starts screaming, you think that I care that you talk to her, but I don't care. And Robin's like, it's probably your actions that make you think that way. And Danae storms inside, and Robin's just like, Brianna, we got a whole lot of work to do before. We have a whole lot of work to do on Denae before you get here. <laughs> or before the baby gets here. And I just, I thought Robin was great in this scene. I thought she could have been a lot harsher on Brianna and taken Denae's side. And I really, really was pleased that she not did that. I am definitely still the most into Brianna's scenes. Hey guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash psychos. Thank you all so much have a great week bye this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers molly macleer and liz bentley produced by nicole matthews special thanks to sarah d giovanna for our logo head on over to our patreon page for more rewards www Dot patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.